Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Wrestling Federation Podcast, brother. And sisters. And sisters. We are You need here. to pluralize it. You said brother. Yeah. Like you're talking brother. to one singular dude. Wrestling Federation brother. No, I'm not talking to a brother. I just, brother is like just a way in, to end a sentence is like a period. Brother. That's how you bookend a sentence in wow. wrestling speak, brother. Wow. So I will say brother at the end of every sentence, brother. No, thank you. <laughs> episode 48, brother. Season 3, episode 3, brother. I'm going to kill you. First day on a brand new planet, Stasiac, brother. It's brother. Uh, Tree Hill Wrestling Federation podcast is here once again to invade your ear holes whether you like it or not as i am sean harris and i am aaron cosker and we are here to do what amalgamate i cut you off before you can use a different word we amalgamate the worlds of one tree hizzle well and that's no fun wrestling. i like fucking it up for you you couldn't this time because we amalgamate the worlds of one tree hizzle and world wrestling fizzle and that is WWE slash F in the world of One Tree Hill. We amalgamate, brother. That's what we fucking do here. And here we are here for episode 48. And we're almost at the quarter century mark. Almost halfway to 100 episodes. We're at 48. We almost had 50 episodes. Holy fuck. And we've gone so far now that we're almost lapping a full year. In wrestling, we started in early November 96, and here we are in the next episode after this will be September of 97. So we've gone through almost damn near 10 months of television and two full seasons of One Tree Hill. Yup. Fuck, dude. Yup. You're going to hit the year mark before you know it. I know. And at the point that we hit the year mark... We will literally have a newborn, and our son will be turning literally two in five days. And my daughter will be 14. The next day. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, dude. Can't believe how fast this is going. I mean, I've had such a great time doing this podcast. I don't want to stop this anytime soon. Like, I literally want to go to, like, the end of the Attitude Era, like, 2002. Like, I'm, I'm ready to go that far with this. It's been so good because it started so shit, like, early, late 96. And I thought you meant the podcast. I was like, well, I mean, yeah, I didn't know how to talk on a mic yet because but now you do. I didn't like hearing my own voice it was fucking creepy and but now you're used to it 
also i just have major stage fright and i know like no one's watching me except yeah. for you but that's like, the thing that you have to push out of your mind is it's just you and me talking here bro it's just two dudes shitting around right wow uh so you've finally gotten over that phobia and yes you're talking to dozens and dozens and even in the thousands now of listeners not at a time but, but overall you know. yes thousands of listeners we've had now and now you've gotten used to hearing your voice and talking in front of tons of people come a long yeah. way babe i mean i don't listen to our own episodes because it's weird hearing myself you just got to get over it dude but you know i've been listening to my own voice recorded for <clears throat> well over 10 years now so i'm pretty used to it yeah I'm new to this. I'm just saying. I'm new you to almost this. have a year experience of it. Almost. Now, almost. Yeah, so you're not so new. You're out of your rookie year. You're out of your <laughs> Rocky Mayavia year. That's what you're out of. Oh gosh. Well, yeah, it's forty eight episodes in and we're still having a blast and we're gonna keep this going until the end of Tree Hill and however far we are with WWE at that point and then we might pick up uh, another show like Sex of the City or the OC or who even knows where the world takes us could be Tree Hill Wrestling Federation the Sex in the City years or the OC years who knows the thing is I think Sex in the City would be so fun to do only because I mean Samantha Jones is a spiky dino bro yes yeah, that's true. She literally is a member of the Legion of Doom. But Legion of Doom get a little weird in nineteen ninety eight and they get some different members and it's all fucky and I think Kim Cottrell might be one of them. Who knows? It's all kinda crazy as a fucking hawk of the L O D isn't crazy enough as it is. Oh, he's so fucking unhinged. Yeah, dude. he's something else. But we got he's some so other guys funny. on this podcast that are something else as well, as we're gonna go after the August 18th episode of Monday Night Raw from Atlantic City, New Jersey. And you can. Wait. What? What? Oh, you were going to start introducing yeah, our shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you Don't were going to skip that. Gun. And I was going to be like, Don't what the fuck jump are you doing? The gun, brother. You got to shut the fuck up and let me do my <laughs> spiel. And the spiel is go to podcast for the Instagrams, the Facebooks, the TikToks, the threads, and all the streaming services. And you can listen to us on all streaming services as well wow. all the streaming services up. yeah social media streaming services all the same diff but you can listen to us on all those including spotify apple podcast google podcast and iHeartRadio. What? fuck off what? fuck off fuck dude uh you put me up in this fucking hotel room yeah you give me you give me pears what you give me apples what you give me strawberries i don't give a damn about these damn fruits Stone Cold Steve Austin doesn't like fruit, apparently. We apparently find that not. out in this episode, but not before this eight, August 18th episode of Monday Night Raw emanating from Atlantic City, New Jersey. Uh, not before we get 
the ravishing one, Mr. Rick Rude. Rude himself. boy Rick. Rude boy Rick. Or ravishing Rick Rude. No. Rude boy Rick because he literally is rude as shit. He's pretty rude. Yeah, Fuck. he is. But that's his gimmick, bro. But now he's in a suit. He's not in like his old like, you know, um, crazy attire like he was in the 80s where he had the robe and he was shirtless and he's got a rockin' bod, dude. Like, oh, you're fucking yawning on the podcast. I'm sorry. Oh, you, dude. I've been fuck, yawning dude. since probably six o'clock. Get over it. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm pregnant. I'm bring tired. Bring it for the podcast, dude. Oh, I'm here. I'm just going to yawn a little bit off mic. Wow. I I'll guess. turn my head away. <laughs> I might just take a few min- moments to respond to something because I might be yawning. <laughs> Not about that dead air, brother. Dude, uh, you try being pregnant. You try it. I would, but Push I can't. a baby out of your pee-pee. Well, you're not even pushing a baby out of your <laughs> vagina, so. No, I'm not. Yeah. I'm just exactly. getting sliced the just fuck open. Sliced you know they diced. use a laser for that now? Yeah, dude. It's fucking crazy shit, dude. Fuck. Laser. Sharks with freaking laser beams on their heads. Oh, my uh, God. Yeah, Rick. Rick Rude. Ravishing Rick Rude. Okay, so in the 80s, he was the quintessential... I love distracting you from talking yeah, about just, wrestling. Yeah, come on, we gotta get through <laughs> it, <bro. laughs> It's fun. I like distracting you with wrestling when we're talking about One Tree Hill, but here you go, right? See, it's my turn now. I guess so. Ravishing Rick Rude. 80s, the quintessential heel of the 1980s. He was awesome. He had the robe. He took off his robe, and he's got a rocking body, dude. Like, you think Del Wilkes and Ken Shamrocks and their bodies or oh, something else? Four-leaf clovers. His bod is fucking eh. insane, dude. He's jacked. And and the Patriot and Scott Putsky as well, too. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Like, literal fucking uh, rock-hard bodies. But uh, you want a rock-hard fucking body? Give me tassel boots. Fair enough. He's got a great bod too. But you know the best bod out of all those guys? Ravishing Rick Rude. He wears a a suit now, but in the 80s, he did not. He was shirtless. Okay, well, we're not watching him in the 80s, are we? But I'm just saying, I'm preface this by saying he has the most rocking bod ever. So tassel boots wins for me. I guess so. But uh, (laughs) I love when he first comes out. Unfortunately, they don't have the rights to his original song. So they play this shitty, like, remix song that's kind of like his original, but it's not good. And it's so loud, you can't even hear the fucking announcers say anything anything so super annoying but first thing he says he goes right back to the well the thing he always said when he was a major heel in the late 80s early 90s i want first thing i want is all you fat out of shape new jersey sweat hogs keep the noise down while i take off my suit i guess he didn't even take off his suit but he wanted them to keep the noise down back in the day while he took off his robe and see what a real man's body looked like but now he's all dressed down and he's not showing off his rocking bot anymore because it's probably not rocking anymore i don't know i bet you it is i bet you it is I mean, he could be like dude, dude worked the Putz's out. dad where he's all saggy now. <laughs> like saggy, fat, muscly, you know, how he was. He was just saggy. I call it roid belly. <laughs> wow. It's like you're so roided out that you got a belly. So you're roid belly. 
Yes. <laughs> but he's here, and apparently he's the insurance policy for Shawn Michaels, or apparently he's the insurance policy for anyone who will pay the premium. Give him some fucking money, and he'll interfere and uh, be an insurance policy on your behalf. Apparently. I guess. So that's kind of what his gimmick is here. And Vince McMahon doesn't really know what's going on with him, but he just keeps going over pay the premium, pay the man, and I will pay you back with my services. What those services could be? Could it be like Sonny's possible services? Who knows? But (laughs) we'll get to that, brother. Uh, What? (laughs) We'll get to that. Wait, what? We'll get to that one day, brother. No. We'll get there, brother. What do you mean? You don't want spoilers, dude. I ain't giving you spoilers. Oh, fuck. (laughs) so so i'm trying to math this in my head (laughs) believe me 98 it just goes a whole different direction with all this shit like you think there's some risque kind of shit going on right now with like what the announcers say to like sunny and like sable and they're getting their titties out and blah blah blah. it's like 98 just like that the stuff we see right now looks like fucking child's play what we're watching right now is it like, gets worse oh my god like a million times worse like in the pervy scale in like the innuendo scale and like you know basically what we're watching now is softcore porn and in 1998 it turns hardcore what the fuck <laughs> yeah Literally, dude. That's kind of the route we're going to. But, you know, like I said, we get peepees chopped off. We get fucking all sorts of stuff, man. It's crazy shit. Oh, no. You're taking me through that shit? Oh, we're getting peepees chopped off, man. Why do you think I would reference that shit if it wasn't going to happen? Oh, no. (laughs) What the fuck? And you know where it all stems from? This is when Wintry Hill ratings are going to be better than wrestling ratings. Dude, you have no idea. No, this is when wrestling ratings are going to far outshine One Tree Hill ratings. Because after all of that, just I don't want to spoil anything, okay? It's just it's going to be fucking awesome. And, and not only that, um, yeah, I just don't want to spoil anything. No, I'm just going to shut up now about that. And I'm going to go on about how Undertaker and Mankind are tag teaming later tonight yeah what the fuck mankind literally burned the undertaker in the face yeah (laughs) he buried the undertaker alive (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe they made up maybe they kissed and made up I highly doubt that (laughs) but for some reason after all these gigantic matches here's something yes do you think so if Icky Mankind and Undertaker still hate each other, do you think Hippie Mankind and Undertaker would be buddies? Uh, I don't know how close The Undertaker would be with anybody at this point. Because he's going through some shit. Well, yeah, but just saying. I think he would be less murdery yeah less murdery (laughs) against dude love but i don't think he would be too impressed with dude love as the guy either what if he came out like what if undertaker came out as hippie undertaker okay but what if mankind came out dressed 
half is icky mankind and half is hippie mankind like half and half Half like dude (laughs) (laughs) so like one side of his body would like hold out the mandible claw and pull out his hair but the other side would be doing his dance yeah his one leg Holy that'd shit. be fucking hilarious and Paul Bear would be on his one side but then like his wife and his groupies would be on the other side yeah but he's not really with I know he's piece not really of dog shit Bear anymore but still so. it's yeah it's an that's an interesting visual I actually want to I would love to see that that'd be pretty great but I will tell you right now that does not happen fuck uh, but I would say that's not out of the question for other wrestlers not going forward but uh i, I could tell you this roddy Reddy piper had a match at wrestlemania 6 against bad news brown and he colored half of his body black hmm. so he was like half black and half white and so he's like i don't see color i don't care i'm black white doesn't matter <laughs> so he literally painted half his body black but the hilarious thing was is that the the black mixture, like the paint that he used to paint his body black, Andre the Giant played a fucking prank on him and poured water in the mixture. So it, you can't get it off with water because it's water-based now. So he painted himself up with this black paint that was water-based. So when he tried to get it off with water, he couldn't. And he literally had to go around for like weeks <laughs> painted black body going through airports and shit and oh like oh my yeah God. andre was a fucking prankster and that was one of his best ones ever that's funny so word to the wise a don't paint your body black don't paint half your body black and make sure a guy like andre or prankster is not around pouring water into your fucking paint mixture but no Jesus. no half and half icky and hippie mankind fuck that would have been like epic it would have been pretty great honestly i mean you should why didn't they think about that the next time i go see mick foley maybe we'll tell him about that idea and maybe he might do it for like a halloween costume that would be fucking hilarious he has a patreon or not patreon a cameo as well too so maybe we can tell him to do that as well who knows bulldog and owen though they're here well yeah you feel like uh Bulldog and Owen maybe have lost a little momentum. I mean, yeah. A little bit. I feel like since they joined up with Brett. I don't think they've lost momentum since they joined up with Brett. I just think recently, as much as they're on TV, I don't feel like they're as much of a focal point as they were when they first joined the Heart Foundation. Because you know how they had their match against each other and it was this huge thing with them joining with Brett and they were the tag champs and he was the Intercontinental champ and Bulldog's yeah. still the European champ and he's still the Slammy uh, Award winner. But at the same time, they don't feel as important now. They're not as shiny like They're not as a they shiny were. new toy like they used to be. Well, and I feel like, honestly them joining the heart foundation kind of led that downfall a little bit like yes they're part of the heart foundation but at this point we've actually barely seen brett too we've seen brett but kind of in passing like he doesn't get nearly as involved physically here and there he does but he's not getting as much mic time and not only that this coming pay-per-view like this is literally the go home show for the in your house ground zero Mm pay-per-view and brad's not even the main event he's the world champion defending his world title against the patriot at the pay-per-view and it's not even the main event 
No. Like it's not the last match. It's not the most important match. I feel like as a whole, the Heart Foundation, like even we're seeing fucking Boston Pizza. Getting the shine. And he's literally shining. Well, yeah. (laughs) But it's not as the Heart Foundation. Yeah, it's just Brian Pillman. It's just him. And. The other fucking dude, we don't even know. Heartfucker is off doing something else by himself. He's lost in Cleveland, probably dead in a ditch somewhere. Who even knows? So, like, it just feels like they're kind of like irrelevant right now. Yeah, yeah, they're kind of an afterthought, honestly. Yeah, and now, which I'm thrilled with. Like, like Bulldog and Owen. Well, no, just like. The Heart Foundation as, as a group. As a group. Yeah, they're not. They're they are still on TV, but they're not being portrayed as like this unbeatable faction anymore. No. Yeah. And then with Tassel Boots and Cutie Patootie, I feel like because they have been a part of that, they've kind of taken a fall too. Yeah, I feel that way as well. And so not only that, they're literally in a fatal four way, like a four corners elimination. Uh, tag match for the titles at the pay-per-view mm-hmm. which they keep promoting steve austin is gonna be there to defend <laughs> the tag titles that do love and it's like this guy has a broken freaking neck like how is he gonna defend his tag titles fuck i don't understand why they yeah. keep promoting him like he's gonna be wrestling anytime soon because he's definitely not yeah but the I good thing know. is is they get to keep austin on the fucking show whether he has a broken neck or not not in a wrestling capacity but there's so many other things austin can do possibly in the meantime while still on tv much like he did in this episode later on bulldog and owen have a tag match against the lod and austin they keep spiky dino bros bro <laughs> yes kim cattrall's boys um so they keep pushing that Austin's got this pro, uh, promo in a hotel with Jim Ross later on. <laughs> keep yeah. showing little clips here and there. A little bit of colorful language will be used probably oh, of in this promo. I mean, it's, it's Stone, Stone Cold, Steve, Cold Austin. Steve Austin. Come on. <laughs> exactly. But again, like this match almost seemed like a bit of an afterthought. Not really much happened. And the Godwins came out and uh, they used that slot bucket to nail uh, LOD again. And then Owen and Bully get the win. Those fucking hillbillies can just fuck off. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sick of them. Uh, so this four corners elimination match at ground zero. Mm-hmm. Your prediction, because we have Owen and Bulldog in one corner. We got the Godwins in another corner. We got Legion of Doom in another corner. And we have oh, God, not I- do love in Stone Cold. We know like Austin's in no sh- way, shape or form to compete so i think do loves probably out of the picture as well too so what tag team do you think would be taking their place not there is much more tag no, teams besides headbangers thing. headbangers maybe uh, uh blowjob bros maybe i have no fucking idea dude that, i think maybe one of those two teams furnace and the fawn haven't been on tv in i don't know how long thank god which is which is great because they're lame as shit they were trying to like push them a little bit. Yeah, they like, were like, "Oh, we're giving the most exciting time, we're the most exciting tag team in wrestling." And they're then, like, "LOLJK, yeah, you guys LOLJK, suck. We haven't seen you in three months, <laughs> right?" But uh, yeah, no, obviously, some other team is going to come in there and uh, and be in that four corners elimination match. But you honestly think Bulldog and Owen win the tag titles back in this match? If anything, I think it would be Spiky Dinos. Really possibly interesting yeah they haven't had a run with the belt in a little while no. yeah they haven't been tag champs since 1992 it's been a while 
And I think it's just, I don't know, with how downplayed Tassel Boots and QE Patootie have been lately, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Fair enough. It's hard to think about what could be with that, especially with like Stone Cold being out. Yeah. And I feel like dude Austin and Owen and Bulldog are kind of carrying the tag division right now. And yet Austin's not even there and Owen and Bulldog are kind of an afterthought. So what do you have for a tag division at this point? Yeah. Literally nothing. It's kind of unfortunate. Eventually the tag team division will be getting a lot better. Eventually there'll be teams here and there, but it wouldn't be until about late 99, 2000 where it really started to pick up with three particular teams who changed tag team wrestling forever. But that's not for a little while, brother. Uh, we have Sonny, and every time we need to get tits out with Sonny to uh, start to <laughs> announcing some wrestlers to the ring because we just need tits out. So Sonny's here, and she's introducing uh, Flash Funk because Flash Funk's music plays. Yeah, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but Brian Christopher comes out to Flash Funk's music. I've been calling him Pervy King's son. Yeah. He's Pervy, Pervy King Prince. Jr. Pervy Prince. I like it. Pervy Prince. That's that's a good one. You got Pervy King and Pervy Prince. Mm-hmm. I like that. And then we have Diz Prince. And we got Diz Prince. We got Pervy Prince and we got Diz Prince. Yeah. But soon enough, Diz Prince will be Pervy Prince. What? Oh, boy. Uh, Why are you saying this shit? <laughs> Just saying. Uh, so yeah, uh, Brian Christopher comes out to Flash Funk's music. They fuck up big time. They play f- <laughs> Brian Christopher. You are so funky. Oh god, <laughs> he comes out. Uh, I guess this is Flash's first actual entrance in like months because he keeps getting the jobber entrance, and now he actually gets a full entrance. But he kind of looks so pissed. He looks so pissed. And he booked it to the ring, too. Like, it was a short entrance for him. He didn't dance. He didn't do anything. He was just unhappy, probably because of how low on the card he is now, which we absolutely love. Because why even? I mean, I'd rather skip. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Save some time. And again, a nothing match, but. Brian Christopher gets distracted by his father who tells him to get off the top rope and do a pile driver, but he gets sacked on the top rope. Flash Funk does his 450 splash finish and beats fucking Brian Christopher. And he was a whiny little bitch about it. Yeah, that's exactly what he's going to be. He's pervy prince. He's going to be a pervy, whiny little bitch junior. <sighs> Worst. But he does have a match at the pay-per-view at Ground Zero against Ew, why? Scott Putsky. Why give him any screen time at all? Putsky versus Pervy Prince. Yeah. Yep. Who'd he got in that one? Putz. The Putz? Right. Guess we'll see. He's got the great bod. Yeah. Uh, We come back from commercial break and we've got the Sultan getting the jobber entrance treatment. He's already in the ring and he's up against Four Leaf Clover. Babe, Ken Shamrock. I don't like him. And uh, Booty Boy here, a.k.a. the Sultan, is not wearing his pointy boots anymore, but Iron Sheik is wearing his pointy boots, so I guess he took away the ones that he gifted the <laughs> Sultan. And uh, Sheiky Baby gets in there, and he gets a fucking belly-to-belly suplex for his troubles. How dare you touch Sheiky Baby? How can you ever go after the Iron Sheik like that? That guy's a fucking legend. 
could you do it? Terrible. I barely even know who this guy is. So, <laughs> Iron Sheik is one of the reasons why Hulkamania exists. Because hmm. Iron Sheik was the world champion, and then Hulk Hogan beat him and started Hulkamania. Hmm. That's right. So yeah, Sheiky baby, he'll break your back, he'll fuck your ass, and he'll yeah, make what you the humble. Fuck? He'll break your back, he'll fuck your ass, and he'll make you humble. What the? He'll put you in a camel clutch. Uh, but yeah, he doesn't fuck Shamrock on the ass. Shamrock fucks the Sultan in the ass and wins with the ankle lock in a, another nothing match. Finally, we're gonna get the Stone Cold Steve Austin interview. Nope. JK. JK. Just LOL. kidding. And what do we get instead? Nation fucks. We are the Oh, it's not just fucking any nation. It's fucking Rocky Nation. How can, you like Rocky Maivia? I'm pissed. Why do these motherfuckers <laughs> keep stealing my favorites? What is they it keep with fucking your favorite? up for me? What is it with your favorites? Like breaking your heart. Like first it was fucking Bulldog, and he joined up with Brett, and <sighs> then fucking Ahmed joined with the nation. Now Rocky Maivia. No one touched Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, uh, don't worry about Stone Cold. At least for a little while. Uh, and don't worry about the Fuck Undertaker. Off. At least for a little while. Fuck off. Uh, Don't do this to me. Dude, it's wrestling. People face and heel turn on a fucking dime over Don't do this to me. You'll get there. Uh, We'll get there. It's okay. It's okay. Just enjoy the ride while it lasts. I'm not enjoying the ride right now. That's the thing is guys. Again, I don't want to spot. But yes, you like Rocky Maivia. I do. What the fuck is going on here? he's in the nation. But that's the thing. I mean, yes, he was kind of boring at first, but like that's the thing okay put it all together brother okay you get this fucking third generation superstar he's clean cut he's the blue chipper he's vanilla as all fuck and people see right through his bullshit they chant die rocky die they chant rocky sucks but he's the fucking knight in shining arbor he's the soul arbor what (laughs) it sounded like you said arbor shining armor it sounded like you had a bee in there. Nine shining arbor. Whatever. <laughs> uh, but he is the man. He's this third generation superstar, blue chipper guy. And people are not believing any of the shit he's doing. He's boring as fuck. He's terrible on the mic. And people just don't want to see it. And so he gets injured. He's off for a little while. He comes back. What does he need? What does he need? He needs an edge. He needs to be different. He needs to be unique. Why does it have to be the nation? That's the thing. If you're a heel, you want the crowd to boo you, right? What's the foil to a good guy? A good bad guy. So you cheer for the good guys, you boo the bad guys. So you want to be booed when you're a heel. What better way to get yourself booed than to join the nation of domination? I'm pissed. And just because guys are they heels. They keep tarnishing everything <laughs> that's, a good that's word, good. Though. Believe they won't tarnish Stone Cold for years, at least. Fuck off! <laughs> Don't even you know bring what, that up. You know what, though? 
uh, whatever may happen, Austin is still awesome no matter what. So it's okay. Yeah, he, but he never gets fuck the nation. Yeah, I know you don't like the nation, but it's Rocky Nation, and and he comes out swinging here because you know Farouk goes on and on about his how I have he has a triple threat match with Savio Vega and Crush at the pay per view. Fucking lame. Yeah, it's gonna be lame as shit. But um, yeah, now he seems really irrelevant right now too. Now that's the thing is that Rocky comes out guns blazing, cuts this amazing promo. When's the last time he cut an amazing promo? Never. <laughs> He's never cut a good promo in his entire career in fucking WWF. But what does he do? He comes out. He's like, I got three words for you. Die, Rocky, die. That's the thanks I get from you pieces of crap for my blood, my sweat, and my tears, my family in this business. I work hard. I show up. I'm the youngest intercontinental champion of all time. And what do I get? Chance of Rocky sucks. Well, guess what? Rocky Maivia is a lot of things, but sucks isn't one of them. Dude, he came out and he cut a fucking fire promo to say, you fucking booed me because I tried to be the best that I could. Now, guess what? Fuck you. I'm going to take out everybody you love. Okay, so... Fucking head nation fuck. Farouk, yes. Is he not going to be like the lead guy anymore? Is it going to be... Farouk's the leader right now. But he might not be eventually let's just say that as i said here rocky comes out and cuts this amazing promo a better promo than any promo farouk has ever done in the nation because he's fucking lame and all he does is talk about the same shit every time but now we are seeing the charismatic side a bit of rocky maya via mm. and eventually he's got to become the rock right because they don't, hmm. they don't reference him as being I'm just, the Rock. Sorry, yet. I'm just picturing <laughs> the Rock, like current day, yeah. shirtless. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I love how for Christmas the Rock dressed up as '97. I rock know that's fucking with hilarious. The fucking necklace and the black shirt and the fanny pack and the blue jeans and everything oh was great. Oh my god, that was amazing. But that's the thing is now you're finally seeing a bit of charisma coming out of the Rock or Rocky Maivia. This will snowball week to week and we'll get to a point where maybe Rocky is going to get more popular than anybody else in the nation. Could it be Rocky's nation eventually? That's what I said when he eventually finally turned and joined the nation. How could this be a good thing? Look at the positives that could be down the road. Hmm. I know what goes on. The trajectory is fucking awesome. And this is just the beginning. So I may get you stoked, like I said previously, about the nation. Interesting. Uh, unfortunately, they're in a feud with DOA, and they have to go run backstage and fight them. Um, These guys, like... They the- just keep wanting to fight in the fucking backstage, which... Although I think it's cool that they're introducing the backstage as like a, a playground where guys could fight, but at the same point... These guys suck. Everyone yeah, here. Yeah, no terrible. one cares. <laughs> Except for D-Lo and The Rock, basically. Uh, but yeah, they they just fucking fight in the parking lot. Whatever, who cares? And then Lost they Boys. broke a fucking 
uh, yeah, they window. broke a fucking windshield. Car window. <laughs> they did. And then Los Bariquas end up stealing DOA's bikes anyways. So uh, now they're not pulling the bikes behind them anymore. They're just stealing the bikes, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah, whatever. These guys uh, are so lame. They need to just all fuck off. <laughs> yeah. But like I said, the beginnings of some goodness for the nation. Just wait. Just let it play out. Just let it play out. They really got to work hard to win me over. Rocky's in there now. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I, like, they better, like, get down on one fucking knee. <laughs> Beg for forgiveness. Beg for fucking forgiveness. <laughs> and yeah, like, no, you've hated their guts literally since episode two that we recorded that they debuted us from yeah. episode 96. We've, like, watched them for nine months and we hated every single second of them. But they're now, terrible. there's some promise. There's some hope. Because Rocky's here. They better He's not a blue chipper anymore. He's a lot of things, but sucks isn't one of them. Uh, we get uh, not Gold Dust, not Marlena, but Dustin and Terry. And they're walking and playing along the beach with sweet little Dakota. Mm-hmm. Just having the best time right outside Dan Scott's beach house. <laughs> and Keith Scott's apartment building. Oh my God. <laughs> just having a great time, just... Playing on the beach, playing in the water. Such a Here's the funny thing. Dan's beach house is in Tree Hill. But Keith's, was Keith's in apartment was three <laughs> hours away in Charleston. Yes. Yet they were down the beach from each other. Yeah, you got to film it somewhere, brother. <laughs> it's funny. I just, I just can't. I thought that was hilarious. Now we get another... Uh, appearance from Double J Jesse James broke back. Holy mountain. shit! Broke back I for almost forgot what I named him. Yeah, because I hadn't seen him in so long. Been gone so long. He destroyed uh, Honky Tonk Man's guitar, and we really haven't seen much from him Which, since. Thank God we haven't seen and much of that fucker either. Honky Tonk Man or Rockabilly for quite a while now too. I think he's honestly probably had like one match in the last couple months, which is great. Yeah, because now they're finally realizing it's a shit gimmick and he shouldn't be on television. But Yay. either way. But like I said, these guys eh, might get better gimmicks down the road because that's the thing. A lot of these shitty gimmicks you see right now, eventually they turn it around and say, hey, they give them a good gimmick and then they run with it. And then now we're off to the races. But Double J's back and he is the next victim of having to fight Brian Pillman in a dress. <laughs> it's a real frilly dress this, this week, one was too. it was Got so frilly. It was awful. <laughs> and I like the spot where... Uh, Double J actually pulled up the dress to see if he had a thong on. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because the last week's dress was great. That was actually a really nice dress. dress. Good dress. Even the first one, like, yeah, it had sleeves and everything. It was still cute. Yeah. Much cuter than the Pelman rocks a dress, man. (laughs) Pelman fucking rocks a dress. With frills. Yeah. Do you think the Heart Foundation, in support of their brethren, should all be wearing dresses as well? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Bulldog. Give me tassel dress. boots and a dress. <laughs> Bret Hart in a little frilly sequin dress. Ew. <laughs> a pink one. <laughs> Ew. Tassel boots. That's all I need. Uh, With a thong. There you go. Ooh, I'm picturing it now. <laughs> <laughs> so the hilarious thing is, is that they have their match and then Goldie comes out and he elbow drops double J. Mm-hmm. 
big brain moment for Goldust because he gets Brian Pillman disqualified mm-hmm. and he has to wear the dress <laughs> next week again. I know. They're like, what the fuck? And then he's like, I just want to see it again. <laughs> like one more week. <laughs> but now comes the interesting part to this feud. Not just a little wrinkle, but the whole fucking shebang here. Okay. Post-match. Goldust and Marlena head up the ramp saying, yeah, whatever, we fucking punked you, you fucking suck, blah, blah, blah. Pillman gets on the mic and he's so fucking tired. Week after week, he has to come out in this dress, but he's like, I need one more match. You give me one more match. I'll put my career on the line. Goldust, you beat me and I'll never wrestle in WWF ever again. And Goldust is like, sign, sealed, delivered. Where's the fucking dotted line? I'm in. But what do we have here? Pillman says, but if I win, your little wifey poo, Marlena, she's my personal assistant for 30 days after the match. The indecent proposal match. Pillman's career up against Goldust's wife. And Goldust doesn't want no part of this at all. No. But Pillman apparently has more to do with Marlena than we first thought. Because he says, you know that little girl, that daughter Dakota of yours? She's mine! She's my love child! And I got in them guts and it was good! It was so good! Oh my god. Pillman claims that he is the actual father of Dakota. And in Shootland, real world brother, in WCW and Marlene and Pillman used to work there, they did date for a little while. And I'm sure Vince McMahon caught wind of this and immediately had it had to uh, put it into the storyline, and it made Goldust extremely uncomfortable. Oh yeah, <laughs> totally makes sense. But here we are, Ground Zero, and it's going to be the first match of the night too. Pillman Goldust indecent proposal match, and not only that. She's his personal assistant if he wins this match for 30 days. So not just like, oh, she has to do what he says. No, she has to live with him. She has to be around him all times. She can't even be around Goldust or Dakota or family for 30 days. She's literally Pillman's bitch for 30 days if he wins this match. Yeah, I doubt that's going to go over. But if Pillman loses, he's done. Finished. Yeah. Forever. Forever, forever. Forever, forever. You know who else would be great if they were gone forever? The Patriot. Team America. World Police. (laughs) (laughs) He sucks, man. Okay? He's not good in the ring. He's not good on the mic. Apparently, he's on this hot streak where he's beating Brett, and, and now he's beating Vader and shit, but it's just like, he's pretty fucking lame. I don't care about his stupid America shtick. How does he even fucking deserve to have a title match? It's his pay-per-view with Brett. Brett's going to fucking destroy him. Like, he's going to crush him. But Brett's here. Again, another shit match with Vader and Patriot. But one of the greatest pun names for a finisher of all time, the Uncle Slam. 
for the Patriot. <laughs> That's a pretty great name for a Patriot character called the Uncle Slam. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty great. But uh, Vader attacks him post-match after he wins with the Uncle Slam, and then Brett drapes the Canadian flag over the Patriot and actually pisses off Vader when he does that. So Vader gets off the rope where he's going to give the Vader bomb to Patriot, and he breaks the fucking Canadian flag over his knee and starts attacking Brett. Hmm. So are we getting like some weird like Vader baby face turn? Weird. Yeah. Like all American Vader. Weird. Interesting. If there was a match between Vader and Brett, you would go for Vader. Yeah. You would. What if Paul Bear's out there with them though? You would cheer a wrestler that's managed by Paul Bear. Well, I mean, I cheered Undertaker. Yeah, but he was coerced into that. Yeah. Vader, like, he chooses to be with Paul Bear. Yeah, but if he turns... Baby? Yeah. Maybe he'll drop Paul Bear? Yeah, because isn't he with the bad guys? Yeah. Like, all the time? Because he's just a piece of dog well, shit. Well, he is now. I mean, he was with The Undertaker for years when he was a babyface. So. Mm. He was a babyface manager for the longest time, and then he turned his back on The Undertaker and joined Mankind. I don't fucking know. This shit's confusing. <laughs> but let's fucking go. We could get Brett and Vader down the line. Now, finally, 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 we get the Stone Cold promo we've been wanting the entire fucking night <laughs> in the hotel room in philadelphia where he's getting a second opinion on his neck jim ross very apprehensive in this interview hoping <laughs> that austin won't open up a can of whoop ass on him i think he says piss and shit about 50 times in this interview <laughs> something like but that. he doesn't want a pear he doesn't want an apple he doesn't want a banana at ground zero or sub zero whatever the hell they call it so austin's calling out mortal Kombat characters now <laughs> sub zero oh and my God. the the whole thing about austin here is we know his neck is broke that's legit that's shoot brother his neck's broke but now all these wwf officials jim ross Vince McMahon, sergeant slaughter the doctors everybody they're all just you can't wrestle man and I don't care if you want to go against doctor's orders, but if you do, you're probably going to cripple yourself and never be able to wrestle again. So literally, we're just looking out for you. Mm-hmm. And Austin's like, I'm a fucking man. <laughs> I will fucking wrestle anyone anywhere. I don't care if I have a fucking broken neck. I don't care if I'm a wheel. Obviously, he's been in a wheelchair. He has no problem having a wheelchair match with Bret Hart. <laughs> <laughs> right? Which is weird foreshadowing that he came out in a wheelchair one week and then he broke his neck a few months later. Yeah, that is weird. Right. Yeah, I know. That is weird. That is very odd foreshadowing. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Austin just doesn't give a shit. He does what he wants when he wants. He doesn't care what the doctors say. He doesn't care what the WWF officials say. He's going to do whatever the fuck he wants, and it doesn't matter. So honestly, do you think he's capable of wrestling this match at the pay-per-view? I I honestly highly doubt it. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. What's going to go on here at this big PPV? But uh, uh, funnily enough, we're on the August 18th episode of uh, Monday Night Raw. Ground Zero is like September 7th. So we're missing a couple weeks of Raw here. It's not even on the network because it didn't happen because A, U.S. Open Tennis was going on and the Westminster Dog Show 
that is on every single year preempts raw and it doesn't even show for a couple weeks because of tennis and a dog show on the on the usa network <laughs> so that's why this is lame shut the fuck up dude <laughs> we're gonna be leaving you we're gonna be ditching you to go play tennis brother dude yeah dude so don't be as long off as you help put flynn down for a nap yeah no first. i won't be helping with any parental thing <gasps> bitch whatsoever. <laughs> don't you dare we're gonna have a new little baby gonna be a typical american 60s dad that just does nothing to help out with children that's what's wrong with america don't even take care of their kids oh my god good canadian boy take care of my kids you better i'd fucking murder you uh, and then we have our main event of the night still don't understand how taker and mankind are a tag team here and Triple H and Shawn Michaels teaming here. <laughs> they're pissed that. that they're having to team together. Yeah, they're kind of pissed. Oh, Undertaker and Mick or Triple H and Shawn Michaels? Honestly, both. Both, kind of. I'd say Triple H and Shawn Michaels are a little less pissed to be teaming because, shoot, brother. Yeah, but they're the ones that are complaining about it to like. Fair, but shoot brother in real double life ch- or massive chin dude <laughs> double chin massive chin <laughs> dude and and uh jim ross and vince mcmahon as well too but uh shoot does he have a butthole chin or a butt chin vince mcmahon does N- well yeah. yeah vince mcmahon my does. dad has a little bit of a butt, <laughs> butt chin, chin and ass face as we call it. <laughs> uh but shoot terms here brother Shawn michaels and triple h they're best friends in real life they travel together <laughs> who knows <laughs> dude they could make the peepees touch who knows <laughs> i know um, i just kind of let that quiet yeah. <laughs> make that. the peepees touch i know they could but uh we'll get there brother there's a lot more to explain with this but uh you ever notice that uh, do Sean- they eiffel tower someone together mm, who knows i mean i don't know when it went on on the road together but you know it's kind of funny is that sean michaels is like the wicked crazy alcoholic druggy fucking idiot triple h is the fucking dad dude he takes care of sean michaels Shit. yeah so triple h doesn't drink he doesn't do drugs He's pretty straight and narrow. He's all about business and he's all about taking care of his best friend. So, hmm. uh, and, and China who he's with in real life at this point is on the road with them as well. So he's pretty, pretty straight edge, honestly. And he's just there to make sure Sean Michaels doesn't do anything stupid, which Sean still does, but, but, uh, he's there to make sure he doesn't get in as much trouble as he could by himself. Uh, so yeah, he's dad triple H is dad. Hmm. and uh daddy daddy that's right <laughs> uh but you notice that Shawn michaels slowly but surely every once in a while starts throwing out the suck it a little bit no i didn't there. notice that actually just, just quick little you know you know quick little you know crotch chops right a little crotch chop here a little crotch chop there you know slowly but surely we're getting into suck it times in wwf it's because of Shawn michaels and triple h and he's also dancing up on china in his intro too he's <laughs> like and china's just like standing there stone face actually china 
China, China, China. People think I don't like China. I love China. China, China is the new China, by the way. China, China, China. I deal with China, 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 big league China. So don't tell me about China. I know China, China. And by the way, I love China. I mean, I love China. How can you not love China? I love China, China, China. What would you do if、uh, Shawn Michaels is、uh, dancing up all on you? I mean, I just you would embrace like that. It. You would embrace it. It's、right? it is what it is, right? You would be down with that. <laughs> don't tell me you wouldn't be. I I'm, would. I'm not saying I wouldn't be. There you go, right? You would totally be into Shawn Michaels doing a stripper dance all up and down you, giving a little lap dance from old HBK, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Okay, but we don't need the yelling. You know. Why not? Because that just kills the mood. <laughs> well, it's not him doing it; it's Vince McMahon doing it. Vince I know, McMahon, but it kills the mood. Vince McMahon commentating a Shawn Michaels lap dance on you. Oh no! <laughs> do you like this lap dance from the heartbreak? She's scared of that. She's running off now because of you. That would be pretty hilarious, though. <laughs> I wish Vince McMahon would announce my entire life.、It'd、be pretty great. That's so unnecessary. <laughs> It would be so funny, though. Unfucking necessary. Look at Sean at work doing the cycle counts on the HHD gun. What a maneuver! I'd be down with that. I'm not down. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Erin. She's getting her team in fucking order. Are you creating sensation? I would be literally <laughs> pouring cement down my ears so that I wouldn't have to listen to that. Yeah,、oh, we all need a little Vince in our life. I don't. <laughs> I do. Uh, yeah. Uh, not much really going on with this tag match.、Uh, obviously, Shawn Michaels is hiding from the Undertaker basically the entire match. Uh, he really does not want any of the Undertaker smoke. Uh, no. Rick Rude ends up coming out and interferes, of course, because he's insurance policy, I guess. But to end this match, Shawn Michaels takes a chair, and holy fuck, dude, does he absolutely decapitate the Undertaker with this chair shot? Fuck. There was so much blood. My God, he, like, There, he! It was like a curtain of blood. The fucking、uh, crimson mask,、Ugh. like holy shit! And and he was like he sat up, and then he hit him again with the chair. You see that fucking chair? It was bent, bent to shit, and blood all over it. Uh, I've never seen Undertaker dummied so bad before. Like, holy fuck! Yeah, that was bad. So it actually makes you think that you know, if Triple H, China, Rick Rude are at、uh, ringside, possibly for this Ground Zero match, maybe Shawn Michaels might actually have a chance of knocking off the Undertaker. I mean, it's、uh, the only way he's going to be able to win this fucking match is have three people in his corner. Yeah, right. Right. But who knows, right? Crazier things have happened. <sighs> so, who do you got in this main event Ground Zero match? Undertaker or Shawn Michaels? I don't know. Boy, boy, you need a prediction, brother. I feel like Undertaker is just gonna go fucking insane. Yeah, just murder, like、yeah. straight up murder. Dude's been going through so much. 
for so long now. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, holy shit. But could this be the time? Where we I don't know. Could this be the time? We've had the tease. <gasps> Kate's alive under Naker. Kate's alive. Could we finally see Kane? I don't know. They've been talking the shit up for a <laughs> while now. Just fucking make it happen already and shut the fuck up. Oh, they're slow playing this Kane uh. show. Oh, yeah. Keep saying how he's coming. And here we are, like months later, and we still haven't seen Kane. But he's alive. Uh, rating, babe. I don't know. It was kind of meh. Yeah, it was all right. It was okay. Had its moments. Rocky's promo was great. Austin's interview was one point nine. Uh, Austin's interview was great, but the matches were yeah, not not the greatest for sure. But we're building, we're building some some good shit, and this is a go home for Ground Zero. Ground Zero will be our next show that we have to review. Uh, who is your MVP from this episode, though? Who did you enjoy the most uh, besides Stone Cold Steve Austin? We've never done this before. Why yes, are we, we doing? Have. Why We've are done you... MVPs before? No. Yeah, we've done it occasionally. We haven't done it in so long that I forgot. Okay, but who's your MVP? I don't know. Who is the guy you enjoyed the most? <sighs> or girl? No one. Everyone was kind of lame. Besides Stone Cold. No one impressed me. Besides Stone Cold. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not even that he was like wrestling or anything. Yeah, he was just sitting in a, a room great talking. Fucking promo, though. And it's, I don't know. It's just. This episode just didn't excite me. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, like, no one really stuck out. No one really, you know. Yeah, Stone Cold was there, but like not. Yeah, not in wrestling. So it just this whole episode, I was just watching it just to watch it and have it done for the podcast. That was basically it. Well, just like uh, wrestling for you, Tree Hill for me. Just trying to get through it, bro. It's episode 48, (laughs) season three, episode three. I uh, haven't seen a good episode since uh, last episode of season two, first episode of season three. Here we are a couple episodes later, and Lucas still won't shut the fuck up with this. He's never going to shut the fuck up uh, with it because that's what part of the show is, is it. his narrations. And it. they all mean something. It's all quotes that mean something within the episode. Like they highlight like so much of it. It's just part of it. You just got to live with it. That's the way it is. It's at the beginning of the episode. Occasionally, it's at the end of the episode a little bit. Get over it. I will not. First day on a brand new planet. Take it away, babe. Lucas, shut the fuck up. (sighs) So, Haley and Lucas, I guess since they were kids, have done this thing where they go on the roof of the cafe and there's a brick... And they pull out the brick and they have a little tin that they've got in there. Like predictions for their year. Yeah. Yeah. And they do it every at the start of every school year. And what will happen in the year. And uh, right now they're not so confident about making their predictions with just how things are going between (laughs) Haley and Nathan. And then Lucas and Brooke. But it's funny because they kind of are reading past predictions that they've made. 
I like how one of the past predictions is Haley said she'll date a musician. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. Just keeps going down the rabbit hole, right? And then Lucas would finally... Talk to Peyton. Talk to Peyton. But the one I served, and uh, I think you might have tipped me off here a little bit, where he says in his prediction, he hopes that Keith and Karen will get married and when that happened in the episode you looked right at me to see my reaction and I'm like, i always look at you to see your reaction yeah but i extra extraly noticed that one seems like it might be an important plot point so i'm making my prediction that karen and keith could they actually get together this season could they actually get married Holy shit, because we haven't seen Keith in a while. We saw Ghost Keith, possibly real Do Keith. Do you think he comes back in this season Oh, at he's all, coming though? back. Dude, he's in the credits at the beginning of the episode. Mm. Of course he fucking comes back. <laughs> but in what capacity? Maybe to be with Karen now that Andy is out of the way. Now that Maria Menounos is out of the way. Now that... Uh, we still have an assailant that is yet to be named for Dan's fiery abyss. I think the things are starting to piece together, and I think Karen and Keith could be at the forefront. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting prediction. Thank you. (laughs) Brooke is kind of salty because it's the first day of school, and Lucas didn't pick her up or walk her if she was if he was so into being with her. But then she goes to her locker and he says, oh, I had something I needed to do. And he pimped her locker. Like uh, exhibit? Yeah. Pimp my ride. <laughs> yeah. uh, Lucas yeah. and Brooke forever. It's, forever. Have you ever had a locker pimped? No, I'm a guy. <laughs> I never did. There you go. Why would I pimp Stay my locker out? Stay the fuck out of my locker. I put fucking books and binders in there. Why yeah. the fuck would I need to pimp that shit out? Yeah. Peyton is still salty as fuck yeah. with Haley. She's such a bitch to Haley still. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's not like it outwardly affected her like directly. I think it was more because, yeah, at first she was like, if you think about it back when in season two, when Haley left, Peyton understood why she left. She understood that Haley was searching, like trying to do this music thing. And she was like searching for something more in that. And she got it. But I think the thing that pisses Peyton off the most is that she left she left she didn't call anyone she didn't even call nathan like all the shit went on and yeah maybe she did call nathan but nathan's not the guy that's gonna outwardly say like oh Haley tried to call me and all that shit like that's not the way he is so there's a lot of things that behind closed doors peyton wouldn't know sure and right now she just sees it this one-sided kind of thing it's just i don't know but yeah she's uh she's really 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 salty Mm -hmm. with Haley. yeah definitely uh you know who's also really salty about people's love lives is mouth his own love life. his own that is (laughs) but it's funny because 
what's mouth into right now uh podcasting Podcasting? (laughs) jinx you owe me a coke Uh, (laughs) podcasting dude holy shit and they actually call it podcasting and honestly i didn't realize like podcasting was like an actual like more popular thing in like 2005 you know like to me it didn't really start to come to the forefront until about like 2010 2011 at least started to get more popularity in the last 15 years or so and even then i really didn't and like get podcasting until like pretty recently really because a lot of the stuff that i'm interested in there wasn't really like much for podcasts about that well that's the thing brother is that there's been now there's been a million wrestling podcasts and they all kind of started to the forefront around 2010 okay but i'm not really interested in wrestling colt cabana had a boom boom colt cabana podcast that was actually popular then stone cold steve austin had his own podcast the stone cold steve austin show and that's when i started listening to wrestling podcasts and that was like 10 years ago uh, over 10 years ago so wrestling podcasts have been a thing for a while but apparently the mouth podcast has been a thing for almost 20 years <laughs> oh lord that's a long time yeah uh dan is on a mission yeah he wants to congratulate whitey why? For his 400 years of service to Tree Hill Ravens and being the basketball coach. <laughs> but his other mission, side mission, actually probably the main mission. Oh, yes. Is to replace Whitey. And he's going to the school board in front of the parents and everyone and making his case why Whitey should be replaced. Yes. He's such a fucking dick. can't you just let this sweet old man live his life no he can't fuck sakes can't do it this guy's such an asshole i like how he uh lights what does he light a candle or a match or something uh whitey does he had a uh lighter yeah and he's like oh don't get alarmed dan i just need it for a little feng shui yeah he was lighting a (laughs) candle so he pulled out this lighter and uh Dan's clearly a little jumpy still. A little feng shui. Not, feng not, shui. Not feng shui, but feng shui. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> gotta, love, uh, gotta love Whitey. He's yeah. pretty hilarious, but Dan just wants to take his ass down. Yeah. Ellie has a conversation with Lucas. Yeah. She's trying to clear the air about what drugs she was buying in the last episode. Yet another successful pre-dick Sean here. So she fucking bought these drugs. I was just like, hmm, something's fishy. She literally just said that she was off the fucking hard drugs and shit that she was going through. And now all of a sudden she's buying more drugs. So it's either she's lying or she's buying these drugs for actual medical reasons. And that's exactly what she's buying these drugs for. Because she's buying weed, which hilariously enough, having to have a clandestine meeting to buy weed is pretty hilarious to we us We literally have a dispensary <laughs> on every walking corner. distance from our house next to a 
Pizza Hut and a McDonald's. <laughs> so this Across the street from another fucking uh, dispensary and four more just like two blocks down the road. And there's a Dairy Queen and other pizza places A&W. right there. And W. There's like <laughs> literally and a fucking Chevron where you could go and get all the snacks you want. Yeah. So they the really planned the dispensary <laughs> location very, very well. Strategically. Yeah. Very strategic where you can get your weed and all your snacks in the same place. All we place. need is the girl guys to set up a table outside the fucking dispensary and we're set, right? Literally. But it's kind of hilarious to see clandestine marijuana meetings <laughs> back in the day. But that's exactly what this is. And she uses it for her fucking anxiety and shit because unfortunately Ellie has cancer. And this is why. She uses it for her anxiety and shit. Yeah, what does she use it for? Pain. Nausea. She said it helps with the nausea. Nausea, That's what it was, yeah. (laughs) Sure helps her with her anxiety, too. Eh, She doesn't say anything about anxiety for it, though. Whatever, but anyways. Like, throughout the entire series, she doesn't say a thing about anxiety. Whatever, she's going to die from cancer. Who cares? Oh my god. <laughs> How do you know she's gonna die? Cause she has cancer. Not everyone dies of cancer, bro. Yeah, not everyone dies, but why do they just introduce this character in like two episodes and give her cancer right away? She's gonna fucking die. To create a storyline and kind of give you like this, oh, I hope she survives. You know? Uh, here's the thing. She comes in, she's this new character, she has cancer, he wants sympathy for her. Peyton's gonna eventually have a relationship with her. Because like, oh, I'm so sorry, you have cancer. I guess we have to have a relationship. And she's going to fucking die on her. It's how this shit goes. I know this shit, dude. It's so predictable. Dan is on to Lucas about this fire. Mm. And Lucas is telling him, like, bro, you know, you have no idea what you're talking about. Dan tracks Lucas down at the river court and is Mm -hmm. trying to accuse him. And Lucas is like, fuck, like, I'm not playing this game with you. Yeah. Like, better this let, is bullshit. Better not let your uh, blood pressure get too high there, bud. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then, yeah, Dan, Dan's making comments about Lucas and not having his medication. Yeah, and die of a heart attack soon. All kinds of shit. It's kind of crazy. Yep. Nathan is avoiding Haley. Yeah, doing like end arounds around the school so he doesn't see her at all. Yeah, it's, uh, well, especially it's funny because the first day of school, right? Uh, Lucas and Haley are walking to their lockers and because Haley's last name is now Scott, um, they have lockers lockers side by side. And then she's like, oh, it must be like alphabetical order. And then nathan is right beside her we didn't do alphabet quarter for us when we had fucking lockers no we just got lockers where the fuck we wanted yeah yeah i well it wasn't whenever wherever we wanted when i was a kid it was more they were assigned but it wasn't alphabetical no yeah it was just assigned especially in middle school because they had um it's funny because your daughter goes to this middle school um but they have the upper south pod lower south which was my pod and then west pod so your locker was always in your pod oh okay yeah our lockers are all over the fucking place and they tried to keep it close to your homeroom right 
make it easy. Fair enough. Yeah. I had a top locker, thank God. I had two years of top lockers, one year as a bottom locker. I never had a bottom locker. Even in high school, I had a top locker. I didn't even use the locker in high school. I didn't either. Yeah. It was more for like junk. That was literally there. <laughs> I did not even touch it. I did not use it at all. Didn't need it. Yeah. <sighs> Larry and Karen are having a little chit chat. This new dredger, man. I'm not about him. He's fucking shit. He's dude. very serious. Yeah, he's way too serious. He's not like fun old dredger. Like the way he used to be. It was like outgoing and silly. And this guy's just fucking lame as shit. He's shitty new dredger. I, don't I like mean... Him. He's come into a storyline where he can't be silly and shit, I get. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. He's just lame. He's fitting the storyline right now, but it sucks that they did change the actor. Yeah. Yeah, why did they do that? Well, because Old they... Old Dredger just didn't sign on and didn't want to be a nope. part of it anymore? Not it at all. What it was is the piece of shit that... Right. Mark Schwann. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, created the show. He decided that uh, previous, like season one, Larry. Oh, right, right. Seemed a little too flirtatious with a daughter figure like Peyton. Hey, they did not seem flirtatious at all. They were joking around. Like, and B. Um,. He's, his fuck, he's the fucking dad of her. He's the, the dad. And here's the thing. Your family, like you lost your wife. You've got your daughter. It's just the two of you. You're barely around. When you are around, you're going to hang out with your kid. Yeah. And like spend time with her and like joke around. That's kind of what good parents do. Yeah. And I feel that old dredger in this storyline could he turn on have done the serious it. fucking acting chops. Oh, totally. And do this. 100%. They were just pieces of shit to him. That sucks, dude. I that know. guy was awesome. He was great. This guy's a fucking loser. Skip his scenes. Uh, no. We're not <laughs> skipping any scenes. I wish we could have skipped the Felix scenes. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to skip some more uh, wrestling while we're at it, too. But we didn't. And we exactly. won't. Exactly. We'll, so, we'll, we'll get through it together, hands held. Same with One Tree Hill, babe. <sighs> so Larry and Karen are having a chat about Peyton and kind of what's going on. And Larry and Karen had kind of dated a little bit in season one. So it, they're she just... She dated the cool dredger, though. This isn't okay, the same let's, <laughs> let's pretend it's the same guy. Uh, okay, let's just pretend okay so she kind of knows like larry and peyton's relationship and kind of what struggles like he's had with her like i'm sure they would have talked about that stuff right so they have their chat she gives them some advice maybe what he needs to do is actually allow ellie in a little bit life yeah because she, he might regret it or whatever. There must be a reason. And there could be regrets if they don't take that step. <sighs> Peyton is, or sorry, <laughs> I'm jumping ahead a little bit here. Haley 
has got some new bullies at yeah. school. Yeah, nameless, faceless fucking bullies. Random ass bitches that yeah. are that making fun of her. <laughs> and here's the thing. They're making fun of the girl who went on a fucking tour. Had fans, music, like she was doing got paid to do her dream. Probably was doing something that these girls dream of doing. They're just jealous. They're just fucking jealous and they're being bitches to Haley about yeah. it. So <laughs> they're trying to pick a p- fight with her and Haley's like fuck nah and Whitey's there and the girls run off but Haley gets detention. Haley's never had detention. No, but uh, Whitey's got a little plan ski here. Did you think that when... Oh, 100%. Because she went to go talk to him and be like, oh, you know, fucking shit with Nathan. It hasn't gone so well, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, detention. And he's like, I'm setting you guys up. I knew right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was pretty obvious. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like it's helped anything. Well, so what it was, too, is... So Haley got this detention... Nathan also had detention. Some other kid had detention too, but he was pardoned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're pardoned. He's and talking is allowed this detention. I guess it's not normally, but it's allowed today. And she also says that if she keeps getting detention, she'll only be eligible to get a GED. <laughs> and you know what GED stands for? Good enough diploma. Oh my god. Yeah, Nathan's like, did you almost like punch her? Yeah, did you, you punch her out? Tooth out or and something? she's like, then that's not even what happened at all. But like pushed her. That was it. He was kind of like smirking about it too. He was like, I heard you did this. I think he was a little turned on. Let's be real. Yeah, but he he says, yeah, no, I, okay, I'm done talking with you now because I have to concentrate on my schoolwork because I don't have a tutor anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no longer tutor girl. No longer tutor wife. Yes. Technically, she still is. Well, yeah, that's true. For now. So Peyton's hanging out with Luke and they're going up to her room and they're talking and they walk in and they see Larry and Ellie in Peyton's room looking at her art and Peyton feels so violated right now. Yeah. This is something they had like zero business doing. This is like personal stuff for her. And her dad has brought this woman that's been in Peyton's eyes, like lying to her. And she just, she's upset. I I would be too. Even if like it was my own parents, like just my own parents going in my room and looking through my shit, that bothered the fuck out of me back in the day, dude. Yeah. yeah. Not that, like, I don't know. It was just... My parents knew better. They never, ever did that to me. My parents did... Well, there was one time when I was away at camp. Um, Like, I was working at the camp. And I was coming back for my, like, weekend... And my room was ripped apart. I had no carpet, nothing what? like my nothing was in there because they were trying to redo my room before I got home. Oh, God, I'd be so pissed, dude. 
it was cool. I needed my room redone really, really badly. But it was like... Where's my shit? My I had to sleep on the hide-a-bed. And it was like awkward. And there's other times too where my mom had gone through my room. Like suspecting things or whatever. And trying to find things. and That's shitty. Just like... I don't know. I just... It is violating in a way. Like I feel it's an invasion of privacy. And I mean, there, I think there's lines. I think if, like, say with Flynn or like this baby, if I was doing their laundry and going to put away their laundry in their drawers, I wouldn't put it away. I'd just put it on the bed for them to put away. Like. I think that, or unless I know, like, they don't keep personal shit in their drawers, like, other than clothing, like, I'm not going to snoop through their shit. Right. You know, if I suspect they're doing fucking coke or some shit, I might be a little bit more inclined, but, like, that's, you know, something safety related, right? If it's something safety related... That's different. That's totally different. If it's something that's just, you know, they're going through, like, struggling with something and maybe they're writing their thoughts in a book or, you know, getting into different music or something, I'm not going to interfere in that because I've been there. I've been that teenager that's all of a sudden into emo shit and not listening to Backstreet Boys as much. And my parents are like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, fuck off. Let me just draw and write my poetry. Get out of my room, mom. I'm listening to fucking Fallout Boy. Mm, painting my nails. You could have. Cleaning my nails black and listening to Cute Without the E cut from the team. Mm. I was going to say, you could have picked some more emo music than Fall Out Boy. Love Fall Out Boy. But there's a lot more emo shit I listened to back in the day. Yeah, you haven't changed your music uh, style in 20 years and it shows, brother. The used being my top band on my Spotify wrapped every single year oh for God. like the last five, six, like seven, eight years. They're good. But wow, there's so many better bands out there. Dude. Bro, don't oh, even dude. at me with the used. <laughs> don't even. Yeah, okay, we'll go there. Continue on as we get this. I've been in the zero point zero five percent like top for them for listeners. Brooke is no longer working at the Crab Shack. Well, obviously, because she quit uh, that job in season two. Yes, but she actually found a new job. I was alluding to how she has a new job now, and it's called Suburban Filth, which is exactly what she is. Bro. That would be a perfect definition of her Suburban Filth. <laughs> As Lilo meows his head off at us. <laughs> He's getting pissed at you for telling me, trying to tell me that the used isn't is good. I'm not saying they're bad. I think they're a good band. 
but there's just so much you're trying to tell me stuff. that they're not as good as i think i love them they're my favorite i'm not telling them. you they're not as good as you think you think they're the greatest things since sliced bread and that's totally okay but in my opinion there's 10 million bands i'd rather listen to before them that's just my opinion music subjective brother don't fuck with me with the yeast. <laughs> anyway, she's selling scrunchies. She's trying to get rich. She's, she's not she's selling scrunchies. Okay, so she's got this job at Suburban Filth. She has come up with a scrunchie system, by the way. Scrunchie system, it means, I think, black was... <laughs> got black means I'm getting missionary. Pink means I'm getting it in the ass. And orange means I'm getting. You don't even towered. remember the colors. It was black scrunchie, red scrunchie, yellow scrunchie. Fuck her. Anyways, they were coated scrunchies, and it was like because Brooke and Peyton, or not Peyton, Haley share an apartment and a room. Even it was codes of like you can enter the room, but like one of us may be shirtless or something. Like you know. Just little codes and Haley's kind of bummed and she's like, I probably won't need the scrunchie system anytime soon. Yeah, not only that, Haley eventually is probably going to just move back in with Nathan, wherever that may be, and we won't need a scrunchie system. Well, right now, Haley doesn't think that's going to happen ever for her and Nathan. So now we're at the school board meeting. Well, before that... Uh, Nathan knew about Dan's plans to get rid of Whitey. So Nathan has been bros off with Lucas for a few episodes now. Yeah. And so Nathan actually went to find Lucas and tell him like, hey, come to the school, come to the school board meeting. It's important. And Nathan or Lucas is like, wait, you're speaking to me again. And he's like, just it's important you need to be there it's about whitey so yeah school board meeting <sighs> it's uh it's on yeah it is this fucking cat he's what so loud shut up dude <laughs> So Larry is goes and finds Peyton after this whole blow up in her room. And, and knows where to find her because <laughs> she still doesn't know that green means go. So no, that is the intersection where her mom was hit by a car. Yeah. And ended up dying from that accident. But not so, her real mom. Fuck off. Um it's true. So Peyton, no, I know, not her birth mom, but her real mom, like, she's the one who, like, raised her. So Larry's talking to Peyton. He's got his arm around her. They're just having a heart to heart. And he says, you know, maybe you should talk to someone. Like, get these feelings out. Like a shrink. Something. Just, you know, sometimes you just need someone to talk to that's not going to be like biased or anything and doesn't you know i wish i did that you know what i wish that when i was being diagnosed with ms that i talked to someone because it probably would have helped me probably would have helped yeah 
but i didn't mm-hmm. <laughs> i just sucked it up bro <laughs> yep mouth is still you know going on about erica well he's trying to do his podcasting <laughs> And it ends up going into... He's listening to emo music, obviously. anger. Apparently, he's not showering and he's smelling pretty ripe. His name is Mouth. I mean, come on. Just start calling him Armpit soon. Oh, my God. And he's trying to interview people during this whole, you know, school board meeting thing. All the team is sitting outside the school because they're there to support Whitey. So Dan is in the school and he's oh, going like, "Oh, dude, he cuts the promo to end all promos God. here." I love this man. I love you, Whitey. You're the best coach this school's ever had, but he's never won, and that's what we're really trying to do here. We need to be a fucking winning team. So when we see the billboard where it says population forty-seven people in Tree Hill, it'll say Tree Hill Ravens State Champ. Here's the thing. Dan has been on one of Whitey's teams. He's also part of the reason why they haven't won a state championship. But that was only like a year or two. How many years has Whitey been coaching? A lot more than that. I know, but he's also played a part. Anyways, but Karen's there. (laughs) And... I love Whitey, but fire him, please. Yeah, so that's what Dan. <laughs> and Karen stands up and says she wants to say something. And Dan's trying to shoot that down and saying, like, no, she shouldn't yeah, have anything to say. Yeah, this isn't a court of law. This is a fucking school board. <laughs> and she's like, no, like, Whitey teaches these boys heart. Yeah, it's more about being men and growing up and maturing as opposed to just a game, right? Yeah. And she's like, you know, Whitey has changed my son. Like, she's like, I wasn't supportive of him joining the team at all at first. And then he's done something where he's more, I don't know, he's got something. Cares about them at a human level. Yeah. So she ends up saving Whitey. Yeah, literally saves his job. Whitey walks out to the team sitting outside. Yeah, bad news. <laughs> bad news, gentlemen. You're stuck with me. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah. Everyone's so happy, giving him hugs, and it was just great. Great moment. But you know what is also a great moment? The damn choke slam that Dan Scott gave to Lucas Scott. Choke slam him straight to hell. Here's the thing. So Peyton had shown up at this meeting thing and she was hanging out with Lucas. So after the school board meeting, they go into the gym and they're talking and he's saying how, you know, being in the gym, it makes him feel something like how it makes him feel. And then Dan comes in and he's trying to say like all the shit about the fire and trying to say, (laughs) say that it was Lucas. And, He's choking Lucas and trying to beat the shit out of him. Oh, yeah, dude. And Peyton starts, like, beating on Dan. Straight and, right like, by Lucas. Oh, fuck off. Straight right to Dan. Pe- Damn it. Shut the fuck up. Peyton starts beating on Dan and says, he saved you. You got it wrong. He saved you. 
And so finally, Dan lets go of Lucas's neck. Yeah. And, and doesn't even apologize. Why would he? Because he's, he's such Dan. a piece of shit. He's Dan. And he's like, keep this between us. <laughs> yeah. Another successful prediction. Number two of the episode where I predicted that, no, Lucas did not set that fire. He was the one who saved Dan. Because, again, they just made it too obvious. They pointed all the fingers in the direction of Lucas to say, you're the one who set the fire. You literally had the note that Dan had when he got burnt up. But, of course, he had the note because he was there, but he was not there to set the fire. He was there to save Dan. So now who who do you think set the fire? Honestly, I feel Keith is the most likely one. I mean, look at what Dan has done to him, right? He has the biggest Dan's motive. done a lot of shit to everyone. Yeah, but what's the worst thing he's done? He fucking paid a woman to fall in love, in quotations, with Keith. Have this fucking marriage. Have her run out on him in the whole shebang. And yet, you know, he's done shitty things to all these other people. But I feel that's the worst. And I feel that Keith seems to be the most plausible uh, suspect here also because we saw ghost Keith in that episode that could not might not be ghost Keith after all who knows you know I do Fuck. you'll find out eventually <laughs> Nathan approaches Haley and says you know like they went for a walk and she was kind of awkward about it and uh, he says I know we were supposed to, like, you never signed the annulment papers. And he's like, so I was thinking about it, and I think that we should get a divorce. Or I was looking into divorce. Looking into divorce. And she's like, wait, what? Like, you're going from, like, annulment. He's like, well, if we get an annulment, that means the marriage never happened, and we did have good times. But divorce might be the route to go because then it does validate that we were married but the thing with a divorce is you need to be separated for at least a A year year, yeah and so he's suggesting see what happens let's see what happens in the year if we repair our marriage great if we don't we get the divorce sure what do you think happens They stay together and live happily ever after. Happily? Happily ever after. They have kids. They have a whole fucking thing. You know it's true. It's going to happen. They're meant to be together, bro. Do you think they'll ever get a divorce in the future? No. If they stay together now? They'll stay together forever, bro. Happily ever after. We'll see. Game on, Brooke Davis. (sighs) Yeah, Lucas and Brooke, they're kind of playing hard to get with each other a I little bit. Because Brooke doesn't want to do an exclusive thing. And the reason she doesn't want to do exclusive is because Lucas did fuck around on her with pa- her best friend in season one. So she doesn't want, like, she has feelings for Lucas, but she doesn't want to fully let him in and fully give him her heart because she's afraid of getting hurt again by the same dude. That was so two seasons ago. But you know what? It's fucking understandable. Oh, for sure. Because if you went and fucked around on me and then. I'm just saying. I'm just giving a fucking example, bro. And then say we 
broke up and then thought about like kind of with your best friend came back around and kind of had feelings for each other again i would have a hard ass time trusting you oh yeah of course it's all about trust and it's once that trust is broken Mm -hmm. it's hard to repair if you can at all and if you can repair it it's easily broken again yeah very true so yeah don't worry i won't sleep with your best friends (laughs) or not you have like two friends so i don't just have two friends but like you know i don't i don't have a lot i don't keep a lot of friends i have a few friends very close to my heart that's what it is so <laughs> mouth once again exclusive from whitey and Ooh. just like how does he feel about keeping his job and everything and whitey's like oh sit down mouthy boy you're gonna get an exclusive get all right exclusive man and then exclusive is Win or lose, doesn't matter if we win the title or not. This is my final season. I'm retiring. Holy shit, dude. And Mouth is just like, what the fuck? Stunned. And he can't even say anything until after the first game. Nope. Yeah. But also, you mentioned, A, there was a picture of his wife on uh, his desk there that he was looking at. And Mm -hmm. two, the same bottle of booze that was on... So... Dan's desk that he drank that fucked him up for that not fire. the exact same bottle but the same, brand. but the same brand like you could recognize the bottle and how many times have you seen this show and this is literally the first time you I just it? I always looked at the picture of Camilla mm-hmm. I never noticed the bottle sitting there just like you didn't notice the used poster in the first episode after like 75 watchthroughs yeah <laughs> I just, you know. That I saw literally the first time ever seen. <laughs> yeah, but I've watched the show so many times that at this point it's a comfort show. And a lot of the time when I'm watching the show, I'm more listening. I'm not necessarily watching. I'm like scrolling on my phone, playing a game. Like I'm I'm a very fidgety person with my hands. Like I can't keep my hands still when i'm watching a show i have a really hard time with it and i just you know sometimes i just need the show on in the background it's kind of like Alyssa with friends remember when i was living with ian and Alyssa, and can't do that shit Alyssa would be cleaning the whole the whole house cleaning the whole house and have friends playing in the background and she would be literally down the hall in her room folding laundry giggling at scenes that were on on friends because she knew exactly like she's seen the show so many times that she knows exactly what's happening i'm a guy i have a one-track mind so i know I watch you do tv show i pay attention to tv show nothing else is going on <sighs> that's it lucas is finally making his final predictions with Haley, mm-hmm. and Haley is predicting that her and Nathan will be together again. I forget what Lucas's prediction was. Honestly. No one cares. Anyway. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, Peyton is going to talk to someone. All right, but not a shrink. 
She's going to talk to herself because she's starting a podcast as well. <laughs> Everybody jump on the podcast train. It's so funny. As we're, we have a podcast talking about people who are doing podcasting. Yeah. This is funny. Yeah. I like this. It's Inception podcast. <laughs> yeah. Dan. Interesting. Seems to have been pulled over by a cop. Yeah. But interesting turn of events. Apparently he knows this cop. And cop has some uh, paperwork. paperwork in an envelope or pictures in an envelope for Dan. Interesting. Hmm. Don't know what that fucking means. No idea. No idea. Haley, it's I guess the next morning. Haley's going into school and her bullies are there looking at her. Making faces, grinning because they're evil bitches. And Nathan comes in and puts his hand on her back. Says, you know, like, it's okay. Like, let's go get to class. And literally puts his hand on her lower back to guide her to class. And she kind of looks at him like, Yeah. You're helping me out here, bro. Well, it's also like, that would be such a. From someone that's literally your husband that you haven't like had a real relationship with in a while because you went on a tour and that's been icing you out, that gesture, like just alone, like that touch on the back, that would send sparks through like my entire body. (laughs) Just because like that's something she's been craving is connection with him. Yeah. And that is the first sign of any potential spark yeah. coming back between them. Yeah, fair. So that would like, I could see why her beginning. would look at him like that. Yep. I, yeah. Rocky joined the nation, bro. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin the moment. 3.33. <sighs> yeah, it's okay. It's fine. I know better things are coming. They're they're doing a lot of building right now, which is I, I'm okay with because they need to do that. Oh yeah, they, they can't do, just they need get to into the some, good shit. Yeah, they need to do some development here. They had some good especially shit. after season two being so blah. Uh, I was it's, I feel like it's going to be piss poor compared to season three, four, and five. Yes, there's a lot of people that actually say season four is better than season three. Really interesting. I guess I'll have to make my. Uh, rankings be known by the end of all this and seeing what season i like the best usually like they've gone four three like from four to three Hmm. three is their second place for me it's my first guess we'll have to wait and see but you won't have to wait and see our social media that is it's free 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 at last at dot podcast and that rhymes brother and you can check us out at treehillwf.podcast on the instagram facebook and tiktoks threads and all the other weirdo social media services like vine and my vine and myspace and tout what (laughs) tout nexopia nexopia (laughs) is a good one uh i had nexopia boyfriends back in the day yeah i had next man 
Uh, I was late to the party with next, but I definitely had MSN Messenger, maybe. Maybe MSN oh Message your friends about Treatment Wrestling Federation podcast. Putting yourself as offline and then putting yourself online when your crush is logged in so that you, they'll see you they'll pop see up. You get, come online and then also have your music playing as Tree Hill Wrestling Federation episode 48 <laughs> on your uh, MSN Messenger or your. Uh, your aim your american online instant messenger as well if you're uh in the states and you can also listen to us on all the streaming services including spotify apple podcasts google podcasts and iHeartRadio, and cd and vinyl records as well uh <laughs> and cassette tapes and eight tracks brother oh my god (laughs) and you know what's funny what's that so we were talking about getting rid of our cds like a long time ago right but the thing is vinyls come back cassettes are coming back but bands are actually selling cassettes again yeah not at like a fever pace like vinyls are because you know it's a slow return that's the thing i don't think cassettes are gonna come back at all though because cassettes were pretty lame back in the day too though they weren't as cool as vinyl but still they are coming back cds could eventually yeah who knows come back so we can't get rid of our collection we have a pretty epic collection between the two of us collection for cds yes so you know who knows maybe in 20 30 years cds come back and with a vengeance and all these rare cds and stuff and they'll be worth a little bit who knows kind of like video games that's why i'm keeping all my 64 games there brother only have 226 of them hey it's a lot. 70 to go, bro. We're I'm looking at them right now. Right at them, dude. Well, I have a better view, but. Yeah, I can still see them. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Uh, yeah, this episode was okay. But I know there's better things to come for both shows. Actually. Actually. Hang on. Actually. Oh, the next episode. I can't believe the next episode. I can't wait for you to watch it. It's going to be so crazy. Hang on. I just want to. <laughs> Just get a... Say that every episode. <laughs> oh. Oh, that happens. It's going to be the Hang greatest on. episode of all time, brother. Ooh. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, this is a good episode. Oh, boy. <laughs> better yeah. be. Fucking better be. Oh, no, you're going to love this episode. Fucking better. Don't pump it up. You're going to love it. Can't meet the fucking heat. Stay out of the kitchen, brother. <laughs> I'm not gonna give you like a hint as oh, to no why spoilies, you're gonna bro. love it. No spoilies, bro. You're probably gonna think at first, like when you're watching it, that it's kind of lame. But once it gets to the specific point, you're gonna be like, <sighs> "Fuck yeah!" Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Spoiler free, bro. Mm-hmm. Loving this. It's great. Well, I'd hope so. Yeah. I mean, we're 48 episodes deep. We are. We are. Yep. And what do we have to get? The 100 and what? How many? 172, 186, 100, what, how many episodes are there? Oh, 180 something. I forget. Yeah, how do you not know this, bro? I forget. I'm pretty sure it was 186 or something. I say 186 sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. Um,. Here's the thing, though. Now that Christmas is over, yeah. the holiday season is over, yeah. 
we can pick up the pace a little bit because I'm at like 33, almost 34 weeks pregnant right now. And like babies do soon. Like babies coming out soon. In a month. Literally a month. Yeah. And a day. Yeah. Like not even a day, full day yet. (laughs) So like a month. A month. So we got, and we've only got a few episodes in the books. We got to pump some out, bro. Yeah. Get on it, dude. Edit it all. Do it. (laughs) Gonna put the onus on you now, dude. Dude, I would screw it up. Do it all. I would screw it up. (laughs) Can't have that, brother. Exactly. You don't know how to amalgamate. I don't know your software thing for editing. Like, I don't understand how it works. And, like, the one day I was trying to, like, just figure it out. Like, I was playing around with it. Yeah. And I was like, I have no fucking idea. It's pretty easy. No fucking idea. It's not hard. Yeah. I'll show you one day. Thank you. I can log into Domo and I can read like numbers (laughs) and figure out like. No one knows what Domo is, brother. (laughs) It's for work. I can figure out my shit for that and like my targets and like setting my targets to be like above target to try and you know i can do all that shit but yeah, you this i cannot this figure is out literally almost like a cut and paste program that's honestly all it is i can even figure out google sheets and like taking information from one document templates and, and putting shit. it in a totally different document and having it sync together like i've got that figured out i taught myself how to do that in like a night there you go so you, you could learn this software in like 15 fucking minutes. I need you to help me. I will do that. Super easy. Super easy. But you also have your thing with your your editing, so. I have my thing with my editing. I don't know. You do it super fast. Yeah. It doesn't take me long. I'll show you how I do it, though. Like, it's ridiculous. Super easy. And I'm super sleepy. So I bid you adieu. And I say bye, bitch. (laughs) 